Welcome to the new podcast from the University of Bath, looking at the research behind the headlines. I'm Vicky Just, Media and PR Manager at the University of Bath. I caught up with Dr Joanna Serda from the University School of Management about her recent study into how men's mental health can be affected by their wife's salary. I'm Joanna Serda, I'm a lecturer in business economics here at the University of Bath School of Management and my research basically lies in labour economics and industrial economics. So in this study I'm looking at the relationship between wife's relative income in the household and male psychological distress. And what I find is a very significant U-shaped pattern. That is when the man is the main sole breadwinner uh, in the family, then his psychological distress is quite high. Now it drops as his wife contributes more towards the household income. It reaches this kind of a sweet spot, meaning his mental health is at its best in the context of relative income when the wife brings around 40%. And then uh, when we go past that, when her relative income increases past 40%, even more importantly, past 50%, when he starts becoming economically dependent on her, his distress rises quite significantly. And it is much higher for men when they are economically dependent on their wives than when they are the sole breadwinner. So that's quite interesting. Were you surprised by that? I think other research before uh, there was a lot of research that focused on just the fact that female labor force participation is increasing. Or when they looked at the relative incomes, they quite often focus on nominal incomes, or they kind of assumed how that functional form would look like. I think here both sides of this spectrum are important. So one thing is the what uh, it tells me, the very strong gender norm of uh, masculinity that is deeply ingrained in being the breadwinner, so the higher the stress when men are more dependent. But at the same time, something that was not really researched before is what happens when men are sometimes still the sole breadwinner. So the emerging profile of a female breadwinner get a lot of attention because that's the new phenomenon. And I think it's also telling how strong those norms are because we research things that are fairly new. And it is not new for men to be bringing home most of the bacon or all of the bacon. So I think we have sort of overlooked that as researchers that this, for obvious reasons of pressure and stress and anxiety that come, can come with this, that it also has negative impact on men's health. So what data did you study? So basically this is a great database. They started collecting a lot of uh, labor market, income, health information on American households in 1968. I'm looking at the time period from 1999 to 2015, over 6,000 uh, heterosexual couples. And we can basically see how their income evolves over time and how that might impact, uh, well, male mental health. So did you look at different social groups? Like, is, is it the same effect for high-income couples as low-income So couples? I absolutely did factor in the total income of a household. And like other studies show, the higher the income, the lower the distress is. Income has very uh, significant and kind of uh, persistent impact on our mental health. But controlling uh, for income, controlling for any kind of practical burdens that come with 
um, income contribution and then maybe housework division or work hours. Uh, so basically trying to capture all of the practical implications here, uh, that relationship with the wife's relative incomes is very significant while kind of factoring in the total income. So basically two couples that together make the same amount of money, the one that has um, wives earning above 40% will have lower mental health among men as opposed to the one that has exactly the same amount of money, but he brings most of it. So what do you think is going on here? Why are men more stressed if their wife is earning more? Well, I think here we can think about two mechanisms. One would be bargaining and negotiation within a marriage. So this, uh, these are theories studied by sociologists, by economists. So one thing is if we ever have a different take on something, a husband and a wife, then they will negotiate and the one with higher relative income will have higher bargaining power. Uh, either through kind of internal threat points, meaning the money that comes through into the household can be possibly withheld. Or then there are some theories that all bargaining is happening in the shadow of divorce. So then the person that has higher relative income has a higher outside option or uh, that's what the kind of a neoclassical economics uh, theory would predict. But then I think with well, women making relatively more and more over time, and sociologists has, have been looking at this before, and now economists are looking at this um, more and more as well, is the uh, gender identity norms. So basically, how do we think about gender? How do we think about enacting gender in our lives? And what is masculinity and what is femininity? And masculinity for the longest time has been very much rooted in the kind of a breadwinner norm. And it builds expectations that men will be the primary providers within a marriage. And if we define masculinity in such a narrow way, it's very easy to threaten it. And then a lot of social scientists believe that masculinity in our societies is more valued than femininity. So then losing that or having that norm threatened can be problematic to self-esteem or to mental health. Then and there have been studies that basically try to explain a lot of things we see with income, labor market decisions, marriage decisions, housework division, based on that norm, which basically induces this aversion to a situation where a wife earns more than a husband. Quite often the kind of belonging to a certain social category is how we make sense of our surroundings or of the way we are. So definitely, I think identities and social norms matter. So what about same-sex couples? So in this data set, the proportion of same-sex couples that were kind of easy to identify as being married um, was so small that I felt like that would not give reliable results. But that would be very interesting to take a look at that. And I think it's really hard to speculate mm. um, on how that would play out. But I think that's again a very interesting next point on the uh, agenda and what about different cultures how do you think it would be different across across the world because you studied u.s couples US. didn't you it's very yes would it be that different in the uk do you think and europe or other other countries so i know of studies that looked at a relationship between wife's relative income and say housework and whether there are certain behaviors that are aimed at neutralizing that gender divides. 
So we see kind of unusual patterns where when a female becomes the main breadwinner, she actually does more housework and he does less housework to kind of compensate for that situation. And these were found in US, for instance, but not in Sweden, where the gender norms might be formed differently and followed differently. So I think it's context matters for sure. What can we do to help avoid this pressure on men? Well, I think one important bit that can help think us how this can be avoided is um, when I look at the couples who at the moment of getting married or just before getting married, when it was clear to them that she would be the main um, breadwinner or that she was likely to be making more than he is, none of those patterns occurred. So for men who knowingly married a very high earner, they did not kind of exhibit this elevated psychological distress. So I think it's really up to us how we think about those gender norms and how we enact them and what are our preferences. So it's not inevitable is what you're saying. It is not inevitable. It's, it's more of a mindset. Than... Uh, I think so. And I think that one thing to um, stop this from happening because uh, these effects are significant and to, to be experiencing um, elevated psychological distress in a marriage due to spousal comparison and plausibly this is a year-to-year situation so then we're co- talking about chronic stress that we know has negative impact on both mental and psychological health. Um, so I think that is something that we definitely should be looking out for. Uh, and should we and we should be talking about I think what I have found to be absolutely brilliant about this research is that it is such a conversation starter and with my colleagues or students and it seems a lot of people have a personal take or personal story about that so I think starting a conversation is a very good first step